Second half of the People's Show here on Sportsnet 650. Tomorrow night, uh, you'll be hearing our Vancouver Giants on our airwaves as well. Uh, Prince George in town over at the LEC. Let's spend a couple of minutes chatting about them with our good friend Barclay Parnetta, the People's GM here on the People's Show. Uh, Barks, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Uh, doing fantastic. You're back home after uh, spending time out east? Yeah, yeah. I was out there. Yeah, I'm back now, so that's good. I got into the grind. Uh, I got back in time to see the boys. I got off to go up to Prince George. I mm-hmm. didn't make the trip, but I've got some scouting down here that I'm doing. But no, I'm uh, pretty happy sort of with a split up in PG. Uh, all right. Well, actually, I do want to talk about uh, the, the U17 Hockey Challenge because, you know, it, it's great pride when Canada wins a medal. You were there, obviously. Great pride. But I imagine you had a different perspective than everyone else because uh, Cameron Schmidt ends up scoring the overtime winner. Yeah. And you know what? Cameron really excelled at that event. He's such an electric player. He he really, you know, it's funny. I flew back with, with Cameron on the flight and uh, he's sitting beside me and he, he he's, I asked him what it was like, and he said, Barks, like, when I grabbed the puck, I knew I had a breakaway, but the crowd was so loud, he said, it's, it actually jarred him to the point where he almost lost the puck. <laughs> then he said he refocused, came in, and he knew he was going to score. So he, he's, he really um, showcased his skill and ability there. And the same thing that people can see out at the Langley Event Center every night. So uh, another reason to come out and watch the Giants for sure. When a player goes to an event like this and shows out and you know scores this big moment, you know, Obviously, there's the the internal memories that you want to see a player take away, but from a from an on ice production and an on ice you know development, what do you want to see a player like that take from a from from a tournament like this? Well, I think just bring back what they learned and spread it amongst the dressing room, just the same as myself. Like you, you look at it as a development opportunity, and obviously, when you can play at that level with the best players in the world of your age group, it, it's a, a really great experience and. There may be takeaways that he has that he doesn't even realize until he comes back and might have changed a habit or two in his preparation or, or, or what he does prior to games that should hopefully seep into the rest of the room. Uh, yeah, it was just fantastic to see that. And uh, as he gets ready for uh, getting back with the Giants season, let's go to PG. They split, come back, and getting ready to play uh, PG again here. Uh, what did you like about uh, heading up that trip and uh, what it means going into tonight? Well, I didn't like the first game so much. Mm-hmm. Second game, I liked the resili- re- resiliency that the players showed and bouncing back after, you know, playing a very tough Prince George Cougar team, and which will be a tough opponent on the Legends weekend coming up here on Friday. So they're going to come out gunning Friday, and, and I think we're going to be ready. At least they know they can do it now. I mean, Brett Mirwold stood on his head and had an incredible uh, performance, uh, as Jaden Lipinski did as well. So, you know, I'm just happy for the kids to get that win because they need to know that, you know what, they can compete in the top five in the country or, or, or to any other team. So really happy with that takeaway coming back. What are you noticing about that with that like that level of resiliency, right? Like there was a 5-1 to Cam Loops and then a 6-2 to Wenatchee the next night. And it's swung like that, but they've shown the ability to try to nip it in the bud. It, junior hockey is what it is. It's it's learning how to deal with everything, the adversity, the travel. Any given night, you don't know what's going to happen, and anybody could beat anybody. And I truly believe that, you know, that's part of the development of these players, and that's why the National Hockey League has more players in it from the CHL than any other league in the world. Uh, one of those players uh, was really coming on here recently. It, you know, started the season a little slower, but Ty Halliburta as well. Uh, you know, had a four-game point streak, had a three-game point streak. It's a it's a bunch here in the last seven games. Uh, what about his game? Uh, he's he, you know what we're starting to see the tie that we expected to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you would have watched him last year, he definitely 
uh, looked like he was going to take that next step, a very pretty dominant player that was scoring goals. And it took away a while for him to find his way, but he's really starting to come on. And, and he, we knew he, we wanted him to be an important part of the team, but now he really is performing on the ice that way too. He's great off the ice too. He really, even though he struggled over the gate, he was very mature in how he dealt with it. You know, he, he handled it from within himself. It wasn't pointing fingers or saying, you know, I need to play with a different person or I don't want to play here. He just got through it, and he really sort of persevered, and, and I'm proud of him. Uh, Madden had a big night uh, last night as well, uh, a couple of points as well. So uh, seeing the continued development of his game? Uh, you know what? He learned so much from going to Toronto Maple Leaf mm-hmm. camp. He, he really, uh, the maturation, not just on the ice, but off ice in this player has been incredible. Arguably our most consistent player from day one to now really contributes every night to so many little things that people don't realize, and he's learned on when to jump up and when not too much more now. So uh, I just really like what we're seeing. I, I think that we're seeing a pro develop before eyes, whether it's getting drafted this year or signing a contract when he graduates. Uh, uh, this guy is starting to show that he can think at that level. Is that one of the toughest things uh, for, for, for these players to kind of find the restraint and the aggressiveness of, of, of when to do that? A hundred percent. They come in, they're always the dude wherever they play and right. they can do whatever they want. Right. So now you're adjusting again and, and to play pro, you've got to be able to play in all zones of ice, not necessarily have one standout skill. So if you're not paying attention to defensive things, it breaks down and it all falls apart. So that's what we're seeing more with Mazden too, is that he's really understanding now. It's not His game isn't driven by how many points he gets. It's how many uh, takeaways, how many exits he has. There was one point this year, you know, eight games in, where his exits out of our zone were 100%. And that's unheard wow. of. Like our coach showed me, and I was like, "Oh, is that from the game last night?" They go, "No, that's his like last eight games." I was like, "Holy, that's unreal." Uh, we, we we spent some time last week talking about Jaden Lipinski, and, and and there he is last night uh, putting in three. Uh, it it, it got to be exciting to see when 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 he's lighting it up. Yeah, you know, and we spoke about how you know I I, I remember mentioning how he's doing things the right way, and yeah. and, and Martin Jelna, who actually just popped by our office here to to check in and say hello, is going to come to our game tomorrow night. But he really has worked well on, on rounding his game out. But full marks to Jaden. Jaden, you know, he's doing it too. Like, it's not just somebody telling him you have to do this. Jaden's hungry for the knowledge and willing to apply different things to his game and not necessarily just doing what he thinks is right, but what other people are showing him and then he figures it out. So really, really mature kid. And, and I really like where his game's going still. And we're starting to see some, you know, obviously the three goals and he's doing things the right way, 100%. Uh, two games this weekend over at the Langley Event Center. Uh, you referenced it too. It is uh, the Collectibles Weekend and Legends Weekend uh, over at the LEC. Uh, Grant Fewer, Bill Ranford going to be there uh, on the weekend. So, so were you a Fewer guy or a Ranford guy back in the day? Yeah, you know what, both. I, I had the opportunity. I was fortunate enough when I worked for the uh, Phoenix Coyotes. Grant Fewer was actually our goalie coach, and I get we I wheel in there for our training camp. I'm a kid, and you know, Grant, I, I'm nervous. I'm like, oh no, and I, whether he remembers us or not. He probably doesn't, but I certainly do. And really just struck a a conversation immediately about a player that was there from the Western League that I sort of had brought with me to say, hey, I think we should look at this guy. And really positive, just these guys are so passionate about the game that it doesn't matter how many cups he's won or what level he's played at. He could talk to anybody anytime about hockey for hours. And and that was something that really stuck with me is how genuine he is. And and Bill Ranford the same way. Mm -hmm. Bill's the type of guy that, you look at him in this sort of on a pedestal, but man, he's, he's, he's a normal guy that, you know, loves to loves the game and spends time talking to you. Like 
if people have a chance to get out there and, and interact with these uh, two guys, they're going to they're gonna be really impressed with how they are because they're just genuine good people, which is something that has stuck with me sort of since I met them both. Yeah, full of stories. I remember when Grant was there a couple of years ago uh, over at the LEC. I got a chance to interview him on the Giants broadcast, and it was just full of stories. And you just see the the natural enthusiasm uh, that, that, shares, that, that just pours out uh, for it, the game. It does, it does. Uh, Barkley, we appreciate it as always, uh, and uh, best of luck this weekend. We'll chat soon. Well, uh, yeah, and, and hey, I said, you got uh, Ken Priestley coming up soon? Our guy, yeah. Well, you, you know that Ken and I go way back, so we're pretty tight. So uh, I'm, I'm excited to listen to him on the air. All right, right on. Uh, okay. That's uh, Barclay Parnetta, uh, the people's GM uh, from the Vancouver Giants. Again, VancouverGiants.com slash tickets. Uh, you'll hear it on these airwaves uh, tomorrow night, uh, Prince George Cougars. Uh, but you can also go down to the LEC again. Uh, the, the collectibles weekend, uh, one of the best weekends. There's so much uh Good stuff you can get. Goodies, whatever you need. Uh, the Western Canada Collectibles Experience. Uh, Chris Shelley is going to be there. Jeff, Jeff and Russ Cortinal. Uh, and uh, obviously part of the weekend as well. Bill Ranford and Grant Fuhr. All right, let's connect with our good friend Ken Priestley from Dunbar Lumber uh, in Ladner on Bridge Street. Dunbar Lumber Express at Ladner Center or Arbutus in Vancouver online at DunbarLumber.com. Two-time cup champion, former NHL pro Ken Priestley. Ken, how are you? Big, doing great. Can't wait for tonight's game. Uh, absolutely. A, a big shout-out to you uh, from uh, Barkley Pernetta, just on our airwaves uh, as well. So he wanted to say hi. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good interview here. <laughs> There's a connection we have. Uh, do you want to share the connection, or is it uh, secret? Bar- Bar- Barkley's my brother-in-law. Oh, okay. So I, 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 <laughs> I, I, we go back a long ways. I've known him for a long time. I've, I've seen him grow from from just a junior hockey league player to a, to, to a general manager in the Western league. And it's been, it's a, it's a totally different young man as a Barkley Parnetta to what he does now. But uh, I think he's doing a a fantastic job at uh, uh, with with the giants and, and his, his gravy, the thing that he really, really knows how to do is scout players. And uh, he can identify players um, like nobody else. So, uh, there, there's no doubt that uh, he's got a bright future in this league, for sure. Uh, well, that's why he's become a favorite of ours and, and the People's GM here on uh, the People's Show over at the Giants. Uh, you mentioned, hey, excited for the games tonight. Uh, we'll see the Canucks uh, in action against the Flames. Last night, uh, Philip Ronick blasts this shot. Now, it was initially registered at 107.9 miles an hour. I, I was very skeptical. It's been dialed back to 100.4. Uh, but just circling back uh, in your time, uh, who are the ones to uh, be be leery of on the ice when they wound up? You know what, Al McGinnis obviously right. was in, in my area. That guy had a bomb like that. You never wanted to go anywhere near the front of the net when he was shooting it because I think, you know, not only did he did he shoot it hard, I, I'm not 100 percent sure that if you shoot it that hard, that you exactly know where it's going. So as long as he was getting it on the net and hitting the net, uh, he had a great, uh, a very good chance of it going in. But you never wanted to step in front of it. That was for sure. It was wild too, because 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 uh, goes down. That's why Hirona gets that opportunity to jump on the ice. And it was JT that takes that shot. And JT's in front of the net on that bomb by uh, Hironic. It's just a, a a weird sequence there. And I, I, you know, we always talk about blocking the shots, but being the screener when a guy can un- unload it like that, terrifying. It, it's hard. It, it's hard at at a young age to convince young players uh, to go in the front of the net because they don't trust it right they just don't trust that 
what the coach is saying to the defenseman is, you know, a down, you know, use a deflection, you know, whatever it's going to take. They don't, they don't trust their teammates at a young age. And it's very, very hard to teach someone to go to the front of the net at an older age, NHL, junior NHL, you're expected to go there and you're expected to understand that the defense know where it's going and the defense know how to shoot. But there are, there are, times where you go and stand in front of the net and and you just know that your teammate you're just hoping that he keeps it low because if not you gotta you're either gonna take one um or it's or you know you're gonna get he's gonna he's gonna score but uh it is a very terrifying thing sometimes to stand in front of the net when you know that these guys that are shooting so hard these days um are teeing one up from the top of the circle so i i I gotta give it to the goalies for standing in front of there with all this credit but when you got a guy that's standing in front of the net making a living scoring off rebounds, that's a tough job. You mentioned just, you know, things that you know, right? In your bones, you, you feel like you're turning a corner here. And, and this team is turning a corner. But when did you feel like, uh, as a group, like, our, our team is for real, that you just knew, okay, like we're through the start of the season and, and here we are, like we, we've announced our presence on the league. What did it feel like? The, the the team the team this year has looked whatever the coaching staff has done whatever they were were preaching during training camp whatever systems they were trying to implement whatever belief they wanted to share with this group and whatever the positive outcome was um, this is what you're seeing you're seeing a team that is ultra confident. They, 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 they believe in every person in that dressing room. Um, their goalies are going to make saves, both of them. The defense are going to make, you know, the right plays, the right decisions, the right outlet passes. There's going to be the people supporting each other, wings, centermen, you know, dump-ins. They know exactly where they're going to be. And, and last night's game, it, was a, obviously a, an emotional game for a number of different circumstances. They, they, they dealt with that. They went down, but you never saw them ever kind of feel or look like they weren't going to win that game. It was eventually going to happen. Um, the heronic goal. I mean, they, they were, they were, their movement was so good. Uh, it was just, it wasn't stagnant. It wasn't, oh, we're just going to throw it over to Petey and hopefully he's going to score, right? There was the movement between Hughes and Hironic, the movement between Miller and Besser, the movement with Pedersen. I mean, it's it's just a lot of fun to watch, and it's just oozing confidence. They just think that they're going to be successful, and uh, eventually they are, and, and they just believe that every time they go out and play now, they have a chance to win. When you arrived in the scene in Buffalo, um, like they had just missed the playoffs a couple of times, and then um, they go in this run of like thirteen or fourteen seasons uh, that are in the show, uh, right? In the second season, did you sense like a mentality shift within the group? Buffalo was a tough. Buffalo was tough. I mean, we my my first year, we were very good at the beginning, and um, and and then just didn't we just couldn't get it together. And then there was that time of, of three or four or five coaching changes that really took its toll on a young group. And um, there was eventually a change. Ted Sater came in and he was probably um, the best 
uh, coach of that of that time, where he just again I think uh, John Tortorella was his assistant, and um, he they both came in and 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 respected their players. They they gave again they gave you a, a, a breath of fresh air that they believed in you, and and it turned around for a little while. Um, the the way that 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 team, I mean, there's always things that happen in teams, but um, they were probably a better team than than their playoffs or their leagues. You know, their league record showed there was a lot of talent on that team, and unfortunately, it wasn't as successful as it should have been. Uh, talking to Ken Priest, our Mister Fixit from Dunbar Lumber, two-time Cup champion, former NHLer as well. Uh, Quinn Hughes last night. Now, look, he scores the game winner, uh, but I was uh, enthralled all night by the way he just danced away from uh, oncoming forward. Not even like we always talk about the forecheck, and he gets out and he first pass and away the Canucks go. But in that tight space of the blue line, uh, he, he he's dazzling every single time he's out there. That's incredible. <laughs> It's it's the, like you you think he's in a phone booth and you think he's never gonna get out of the situation that he gets out of and then then all of a sudden he's gone right and I think I think it was a three on three last night where he went behind the net and Anders Lee was was chasing him and and Anders Lee's not a not a slow skater at all and I I think Quinn had been out maybe for a minute you know maybe minute ten before that and he just went around the back of his net and took off and there was just so much separation in a matter of two or three strides that um yeah he's he, i mean it's amazing his edge work is amazing his his speed his knowledge for the game is amazing and uh he's such a a treat to watch like every every game he shows you something different and uh that breakaway goal uh by a defenseman last night or top love no doubt about it he knew he was going to score you could you could sense it. it it was over um yeah what a player at the moment for yeah sure. what confident shot right like we can see like hey good shot heavy shot all that like we saw a hundred mile an hour from Ronick but like watching that Hughes one it just felt confident yeah like I I don't know about you but uh you know watching that game last night the breakaway and 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 giving a defenseman a breakaway especially you you don't necessarily always think okay this defenseman is you know talented enough or offensively minded thinking enough that he's going to score Quinn Hughes put it on his, and it was over. You, you, he got the puck at the blue line, and and it didn't matter what goalie was in the net, uh, that puck was going in. And and for him to be able to just go down, and it didn't even really look like he was honestly trying. He just snapped it high right away and gave a point back to Miller for the what a pass and and game over. Like it just, they are a very confident group. Him especially. I mean, we're we're seeing something very special in the young defenseman who's who's just taken a hold of this team and is going to, and going to, everybody's going to, he's going to lead by example and everybody's going to follow. It's an incredible situation right now, for sure. What a change to the power play too. Obviously they convert a bunch last night, but just even stylistically, uh, it, it, it feels more entertaining just because they're moving and Hey, maybe it deceives you. Like they were very productive in years past, but it, it feels like there's more opportunities for the power play to convert now. There's just different people, right? It's a, mm-hmm. There's a different there's a different feeling. I mean, we were always. Uh, I mean, I think I think I would have probably been criticized uh, uh, that they were stagnant all the time. Like you knew it was either going to go downhill to downhill to Miller, or it was going to be a one timer for Petey, or it was going to be a bumper spot for Bo Horvat when he was here. Right now, you've got movement, and and it's not always 
you know, going to be what's what they have planned. They know now that they can alter their power play and alter their plays mid power play. I mean, Quinn Hughes and, and, and Ronick switching on, on that, uh, on that power play last night to, to put Ronick on his one timer. They, that's a planned play, right? They, they're, they're thinking outside the box. They're, they're adapting to what's thrown at them. And uh, again, they're all offensive players and uh, they all have fantastic offensive minds and it's, and it's showing that uh, they're just so confident at the moment that um, whatever they seem to be able to do is working out. Uh, there's a text coming in here in the uh, Dunbar Lumber text message inbox. Uh, I, I put Al Ifrady's uh, shot up there as well, but uh, what would you be more afraid of, uh, Al's hairstyle or his shot? <laughs> I, I, that's, that's, that's almost a tie, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> his shot was awful hard, but, uh, yeah, his, his hairstyle in that, uh, that one all-star game was something to be uh, – something to look at too uh ken we appreciate it as always uh we'll talk soon yeah no problem take care enjoy the game uh that's ken Priestley, our mr fix it from dunbar lumber two-time cup champion former nhler uh as well uh joining us here on thursdays here on the people show all right uh man jam-packed show as i mentioned uh busy stuff if you heard off the top of the show we, we played a snippet of what's going to come on 32 thoughts uh, tomorrow about Elias Pettersson's contract, maybe some progress there. Uh, could be a short-term deal, four-year deal. We'll talk about it more, I'm sure, with Pat and Dan on Canuck Central. Uh, they will have that for you. Plus, it's a, a game day. Getting ready for the Calgary Flames. It's not going well in Calgary. I was talking to them today, and they're already downtrodden. <laughs> They tried to trade Nikita Zadorov while I was on air. It's like, hey, what would you guys take? And I was like, hey, I, I, I can't do it for you. We've seen what it looks like here in Vancouver. It, it takes months. Call us back in January. Uh, but the first look at the Calgary Flames tonight in Calgary. Puck drop at 6 o'clock. Dan and Sat will have the pregame show on television as well. And then uh, myself and Sat with intermissions and postgame later today. So you'll be hearing plenty of me uh, on the way. Canuck Central, just minutes away here on the home of the Canucks, Sportsnet 650.